I told myself that I wanted to be a baker ever since then. I kept on practicing when I got better. I just get more proud of myself. You know, every little step counts. So when you accomplish a new thing, when you create a new recipe or finally perfect that pie, that cake, that cobbler, whatever you want to call it, that bread, whatever dessert that you're making, when you finally accomplish something, you know, you just get more happy and more proud about it. You develop a love for it. So when you find something that you're really good at, you get really proud of yourself because you're actually accomplishing something that you or any goal that you may set for yourself. And that was how baking was for me. And I, every single time I would accomplish a new recipe or create a new recipe, I would get happy about it. And so I would just tell myself that this is something I'm really good at. So this is something I want to do forever. This is Kids CEO, the show about kids who are swimming against the tide. From entrepreneurs to authors to philanthropists, Kids CEO is showing the world what kids can do. I'm Benjamin Wong, and on this episode, how Simone Bridges was inspired by her mom to create Goddess Food Factory, empowering youth all over the world through something we all love, baking. A couple of episodes back, we had Michael Platt on the show, and Michael, very much so like today's guest, is a baker. But when he found his passion for baking, he decided to go in the direction of opening up his own bakery. In fact, their storefront is getting ready to open soon. But Simone went a different direction. After discovering her passion for baking, she guessed she did open up a bakery but then went on to create another aspect of it, which are boxes to help teach and empower youth about stream and STEM through baking, essentially giving the kids resources to maybe make a small dessert and also help teach some STEM or stream principles. But before Simone was featured on Steve Harvey or featured by LeBron James, she was in many ways an ordinary kid. my early childhood as interesting because I did go through a lot of different hobbies in order to find my love which is baking so I had lots of different talents you know I was a baker I was a singer artist I was a um I, I did so with my granny as well. I danced, I did gymnastics, but out of all of that, I loved baking the most. So it would be very interesting because I continue to jump from one thing to another all the time. My sister and I both. How did you get interested in constantly uh, a new activity? How did you get interested in all these different things to do? For me, once something just, you know, kind of speaks to me when it looks interesting, I definitely want to try it out for myself. Um, I'm kind of a daredevil, so when something looks very interesting or challenging, I like to try to do it myself because I just like to challenge myself, you know, test my limits. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Other than baking, is there another, another activity that's a close number two uh, now? Yes, the one that's close, very, very, very close to baking is cheering. 
I love cheering too. I found the passion for cheering from my um, cousin Navia ever since we were little. Well, it would just be because we love dancing so much, we figured cheering was even, you know, more fun. And then just seeing all the girls, you know, going back to like my daredevil self, just seeing all the girls just like fly up in the air being flyers. It just looked so much fun and it's just so athletic and I'm a very athletic person. So I love cheer and I would do it ever since I was little. Has there ever been times when uh, cooking and cheer have conflicted? That actually has happened lots of times for days of practice that we may have for cheer or days of games that we have. And I believe only one game I had to not attend or no, no, it was a parade. It was a parade that I wasn't allowed to attend because I had an event or an interview, I think. And then it was a couple of times for practice where I either had to leave early because I had an interview or something, a call that I had to be on for my business. But that only happened just a couple of times. But most times what we do is we schedule out everything using a calendar. So we will put all of my um, dates in all of my events in a calendar and keep that nice and secure so that we won't run one thing into another so if i have my games we plan it all out we get a schedule way before time and we plan it all out on the calendar and then we put my events in so that it could run smoothly so i still have time to you know be myself and bake at the same time so when push comes to shove and uh for example there's a big game on saturday but at the same time you have a big interview uh, with maybe a local newspaper and they're both of equal importance you would choose uh cooking the interview over the game right of course <laughs> that comes first because that is my business and it is something that i'm very passionate about i love what i do so of course baking would come first before um the cheer game and plus if I have like an interview or something that could give me more recognition and new customers and more people to inspire and change. Let's gravitate a little bit towards the subject of school. You uh, said that you were a cheerleader and I assume you're a little more extroverted than introverted. So what type of student were you? In school, I'm more of a quiet person actually. Um, I'm definitely a person that says hi to everyone, you know, make new, make new um, associates and talk to different people. But I like to kind of keep to myself in class and then, you know, outside of class, then I'll kind of say hi to my friends or people in the hallways and then I'll just keep walking though. I'm not really like, I'm much of a talker. I used to be in the beginning in like an elementary and into sixth grade in like half a seventh grade, but then I started getting more alone to myself. <laughs> I don't know, I guess just as I'm just becoming like more independent, you know, but at the same time, it's like when I'm out of school, it's more like a social, me more like me being more social, but I guess in school, I don't know. It's just better to keep to yourself and plus, you know, less more likely to stay out of trouble that way anyways uh in school was it something you enjoyed doing or or was it just you know i'm going to go to school and get over it 
definitely something I enjoy doing going to school because, you know, you get to see all your friends and then some of your friends turn into family and get to talk to a lot of your associates. So I would definitely say that school is a fun time. Plus, there's like people there that have me laughing 24-7 and that's one of the greatest feelings. So I would definitely say that I enjoyed school and plus every single one of my teachers, I've always had a wonderful relationship with them. They know about my business. They help me out. Um, anytime that I need to extend some of my time to do my work because I may have an event, I may stay up really late to do my work sometimes, but they definitely understand. So they work around my schedule sometimes. So all everybody in my school, you know, pretty much supports me in what I do. So I would definitely say that I liked school. And actually, now that I'm homeschooled, I kind of miss school. And so <laughs> um, I'm going back for third quarter. I'm going back into public school. But I would definitely have to say that I love I love school a lot. Let's uh, talk about a bit of her family. What was your relationship like with your parents? With my parents, I would definitely have to say that my relationship is very strong. And over the years, it's been getting a lot stronger, I feel like. You know, with you getting older and you t turning from that kid to that teenage life, you know, every teenager goes through it sometimes where you may feel like you're you you know just every teenager goes through it but I feel like my parents have been getting really a lot closer to me and they always have my back through whatever so it's been really really good was there ever a point in your early childhood that would be considered a like low point well in my early childhood there was a time where um in school well this was actually in a couple of different grade levels. You know, I'm pretty sure a kid, every kid done went through it before. You know, when you get bullied due to like just random childish stuff, honestly. But I had my family to, you know, help me out. Good thing I spoke up about it, told people, or if I not, I wrote it in a journal. I wrote about it. That's mainly how I got it out. I either wrote about it or typed it up in my computer, you know, just to get it out. That was like one of my main ways to get it out for me and kind of tell myself that this is what is going go going on but you're not going to let it eat you alive you're just going to keep on moving from it it just made me stronger at the time were you bullied for like having a uh, business uh doing cheer what was it about well at that time it wasn't um about my business because i didn't ha i didn't have my business at that time i started my business january 28th 2017 so that was when i was 11 years old but i was bullied because i you know honestly i don't even <laughs> i don't even know the actual reason why uh in first grade i would definitely say that it was kind of a situation where i felt like i didn't fit in it wasn't a lot of people that was my skin color. It was like only two other girls. And so everybody else, like if I went by them, they would either not play with me or not interact with me. And I didn't really feel like I fit in. So it was a lot of just, you know, kind of pushing me to the side and having nobody to talk to. So it was a lot of that. But I mean, Gifted was fun as well. There were a lot of up parts about Gifted. You know, there were a lot of, um 
brain teasers where you had to figure out different things. And like I say, I like a challenge. So there was a lot of those. I found those really fun. There are times where you could go outside and you could go with other classes. So when it was recess time, I would actually interact with the kids from the other classes. And that was a lot of fun. And then my friends from my school started going to my gifted as well. So then over time, it got better. So it wasn't always down and sad. Uh, over time, it got better. But there were some times where, you know, that's for just every kid. All right, so school came hard in the way that it was kind of hard to fit in? Yes, in the beginning it was. But then as you got older and you started learning about more that's going on in the world, you kind of pretty much understand everything. And then it's more of an eye-opener because other kids see that, hey, well, you can be with, you can associate and be cool with people that may not look like you. It's okay. All right, so let's move on to um, a bit of a lighter subject. When did cooking come into your life? Baking came into my life when I was three years old. I would go inside the kitchen with my granny, and we just started baking all different types of sweets, and we just kept on practicing, and I had lots of fun with her. And how old were you when you first started? I first started baking when I was three years old. I would walk inside the kitchen. Well, I walked inside the kitchen with my granny, and I asked her. I kind of, I actually begged her to help, to let me help her bake. And she, after a while of begging her for about a good five minutes, I would say, she finally let me help her, and I had an amazing time. It was really fun, and she was really funny. <laughs> um, so, you know, you hopped out with your uh, grandma in terms of baking. When did it really become like a big passion of yours? Baking became a big passion of mine, I believe, when I turned around um, nine years old, because that's when I started baking. I went back to baking. I was baking a lot at that time. And after a couple of years of being being on my Easy Bake Oven, when I turned five, that's when I got my first Easy Bake Oven. So after a couple of years of that, when I turned nine, I really got a real feel for it. And I've finally figured out that that was actually what I love to do because I will always continue to go back to it and practice it all the time and I never really had a time where I was just like uh, I don't really want to bake like I would just always be excited about it so what in particular was so enticing about baking well of course you know tasting the product at the end was the most interesting for me me I don't know I love Food. I love the taste of food. I love the excitement about talking about food. I just love food 100%. So when somebody says food, I just automatically get happy. Like even even talking about food, that's why I, I couldn't even go to sleep. You know, Thanksgiving just passed. Happy late Thanksgiving, by the way. Thanksgiving just passed. And I remember the, the night before Thanksgiving, I could not go to sleep. My mom does not know this. She's probably listening to me right now, but I didn't go to sleep till four something in the morning. And then I was super excited that I got up at nine something in the morning because because I was so ready for Thanksgiving. I was just remembering, remembering that whole entire day. I was like, oh, I cannot wait till we go to my granny house to eat this food. Ooh, I was super excited. I love food. <laughs> um. So when this passion for baking kind of came into your life, uh, was it all of a sudden drop everything I'm doing baking now? Or was it just, oh, yeah, baking, you know, I've done gymnastics, dancing, why not add one more? Well, for me, it was always, um, I would always like stop and pause and move on to something else if it was 
seemed interesting and then I would kind of go back to my other hobbies but I always go back to my other hobbies all the time I always do them so it would just like be like random things that I like which is singing dancing you'll see me making lots of dust smashes sometimes I'll be singing like randomly when I'm alone or in the shower I'll be singing randomly all the time it's just like normal stuff that everybody does <laughs> and then um Every since every once in a while, I'll sew with my granny because my granny likes sewing. That's one of her favorite hobbies. So I'll sew with my granny, and then um, let's see what else do I like to do. Um, in middle school, I I did track and cheer, and then I did basketball sometimes. But I stopped doing that because you know I said told myself in high school I'm going to focus more on my business and focus more on um, you know preparing myself for college. And so I have to take that kind of a mid-adult mid, mid role, I guess you could say, kind of just planning myself for the future. And um, I said I was going to put all that other stuff to the side, like my hobbies, you know, just do it every once in a while for fun. And then take what I really love, which is baking, and put that as one of the main things because that's obviously what I love to do and obviously what I see myself doing in the future. So I'll put that as one of my main things and just focus on one thing and build from that. Does cooking or entrepreneurship run in the family? Definitely. I would definitely say that entrepreneurship runs in the family. You know, my mom, she inspired me to have my own business ever since um, she started her own business, actually, Lavish Moments. I would see that she she even had this, like, little Lavish Moments live show that she was doing here in our living room. <laughs> and she would bring other people over who had businesses, and she would just shout them out on their um on her live you know she would go live on facebook every weekend some someday someday um of the week and she would shout them out have them talk about their business you know lots of laughs it was really interesting i was even on one episode because i was talking about myself and what i do as well so the whole entire experience was really fun it was really nice and it was just i actually wish she would continue it again because that was really good. Everybody loved it. Everybody would join it. And but long story short, she just inspired me to have my own business because all of the smiles and laughter that her customers would get, you know, the brides, they would be so astonished. They would be shocked. They would be crying sometimes when they see the decorations. They would just be so happy and touched. And I want the same reaction when people eat my sweets. I'm going to be so happy and just excited and just come back for more. All right, so at this point, uh, 2017, I guess when that passion was kind of confirmed, did were you dead set on wanting to be a baker one day? Yes, definitely. I actually told myself that I wanted to be a baker ever since I was um, nine years old when I got a real love for baking. When I Well, when I found my real love for baking, I told myself that I wanted to be a baker ever since then. I kept on practicing when I got better. I would just get more proud of myself. You know, every little step counts. So when you accomplish a new thing, when you create a new recipe or finally perfect that pie, that cake, that cobbler, whatever you want to call it, that bread, whatever dessert that you're making, when you finally accomplish something, you know, you just get more happy and more proud about it. You develop a love for it. So when you find something that you're really good at, you get really proud of yourself because you're actually accomplishing something that you or any goal that you may set for yourself. And that was how baking was for me. When I every single time I would accomplish a new recipe or create a new recipe, I would get happy about it. And so I would just tell myself that this is something I'm really good at. So this is something I want to do forever. 
knowing that your dad uh, was a cook, or not a cook, but he enjoyed cooking, your mom is an entrepreneur, were they happy about that decision? Yes, they were very happy about it because little me wanted to be a full entrepreneur, and they were just, they were in the beginning, they may laugh about it a little bit, because they're like, this girl is so little, and she ever told me if she went on her own business, girl, go sit down and read some books, <laughs> but um, actually, no, they were, they were supportive about it 100% of the time, always supported me and my goals, you know, was always there right beside me, anything that I wanted to do, they made it they made it happen and you know it may not have happened right then and there maybe it took some years some months some weeks to for some things to develop but after a while they end up develop end up developing and um anything any idea that i may have we try as hard to make it come alive and some things may take longer than expected but hey as long as it happens it happens at this point of time uh, you built up the passion for cooking and you decided to open up your own company why the name Goddess Food Factory? I chose Goddess Food Factory because, well, in the beginning, I chose Angel Food Factory. But that one was taken. I wanted to make sure I had a name that had factory at the bottom because I was thinking long term. So when I had my shop, I could have a bakery slash restaurant in the front. And then I could have like a little factory for kids to take tours of in the back. Because as a kid, I always wanted to tour the back of a kitchen. A professional kitchen I just found that so fascinating literally would go on YouTube and look up videos on factories and how they make certain things like Snickers twigs all those cool stuff I would literally look up videos on how they make that stuff and I just found it super fascinating so I wanted other kids to be able to take a tour of stuff like that and um, so I, I definitely wanted factory to be in the back of um, whatever name that I chose and then I chose food in front of factory because I wanted to, it to be a restaurant. So, you know, you have a little bakery section where you get to eat your treats, but you also have a place where you get to dine in and eat your delicious food. And then I wanted to have a, um, what is it? I wanted to have something that described me. And so I, I chose Angel first because that's, you know, just, just what a lot of my family members called me. And, you know, I thought of myself as that as well. And then um, Angel Food Factory was taken, so I decided to change it to Goddess Food Factory because that's also something that, and that described me. I described myself as a goddess, you know, somebody that's very powerful, very independent, and very inspirational. So I would definitely say goddess in the beginning. So th th that's how I came up with Goddess Food Factory. Now Simone has the idea for Goddess Food Factory, a bakery to feed the nearby communities but also to inspire and empower youth. But when we come back, how Simone turned this idea into a reality, including how she met Steve Harvey. I'm Benjamin Wong, and you've been listening to Kid CEO. Hey, it's Ben here. If you like what we're doing here on the Kid CEO podcast, if you get entertained or inspired by some of these amazing stories, or if you think of me as a friend, which I hope you do, because even though there are so many of you listening right now, I am talking to you personally. Me, Talia, and the rest of the Kid CEO team are here for you every week with a new episode. 
but we need you to be there for us too. If you use Apple Podcasts, just scroll down and give us a star rating. In fact, if you write us a review, I will shout you out in next week's episode. Additionally, if you don't have an Apple phone, no worries. All you have to do is share something through social media and tag at Podcast, and I'll like it and reshare it. Or if anything, just tell some of your friends about it. Thanks so much in advance. We're back with Kid CEO. I'm Benjamin Wong. So Simone Bridges has the idea of a bakery. A bakery that will one, help feed the communities with tasty treats, but two, also empower and inspire youth around the world. But it's still an idea. She has the support from her parents, from her friends, but how can she turn this concept to an actual reality? But a surprise appearance on Steve Harvey might help. You were baking for a while up to that point. Why all of a sudden did you come up with the idea to actually go and start a company? I decided to actually start a company because I saw my mom and her being an entrepreneur and I wanted to do the same thing because she was just making a lot of people smile and I wanted to be able to meet other kids who are doing something similar to what I'm doing because, you know, me, if you're seeing other kids owning their own business, being a little boss and, you know, seeing little kids doing their thing, you get inspired, you want to do the same thing as well. So, you know, it was just a lot of people owning their own business and, you know, doing their own thing. And I figured, okay, if they can do it, I can do it too. And I don't know what was actually going on in my little brain of mine. I wanted to own my own business, be my own boss, be able to tell people, do this, do that. I don't know. You know, just, it, it, it really just came as something that I just like to do. You know, ever since I was little, in pre-K, actually, we would play house. We had a whole entire house. They had a kitchen. And I would be the, I guess, the parent telling the kids, do this, do that. You know, playing kitchen, fixing the meal for the kids. It was just something that was just really fun. And, you know, in my daycare, in my granny's, in my granny's house, we would play dress up, all these different things. You know, we would be firefighters, be chefs be nurses, all that fun stuff. So, you know, just just growing up, it really inspires you to do different things and be different things. But I felt like growing up in, you know, some of the things that really appealed to me is what led me towards entrepreneurship and owning my own business. So all your life, you had kind of wanting to start a company. Um, but more detailed, why in 2017? Was there any significance in that date? Not really. It just, uh, well, actually, January 28, 2017 is when I had my grand opening for my very first shop, Goddess Food Factory. And it's actually a local shop here in Jacksonville, Florida. But I, I decided to, you know, I don't, I don't really know why that day, that specific day that we decided to start my business. I guess, you know, that year, I guess for Christmas, you know, I was asking for a, um, to own my own business. And then I guess that year she was just looking around for different shops for in 2017, the beginning of the year, she was my mom. She was looking around for different shops and then she ended up um, getting a call from one of her friends. And it was actually for her business so she could have a little storefront so she could have a shop 
for her business, Lavish Moments, because she does lots of weddings and events. So she has lots of like decorative stuff that she could have stored inside of a building. But she was thinking about for me so I could have a shop. And so she ended up giving it to me and surprising me. I don't know why on January 28th specifically, but hey, it was a day that something amazing happened. So it's a very special day. I have a couple things to ask you about that first grand opening. But what was the original mission statement for the food factory? What were you trying to accomplish in particular? Goddess, with Goddess Food Factory, my um, main goal is to just make sure that we are able to teach kids about the importance of STREAM education. And for everyone who may not know what STREAM is, STREAM is science, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And what we would try to do is help kids become entrepreneurs at the same time. But we would teach kids stream education through baking and cooking, through culinary concepts, because it's a fun and engaging um, activity. So anything that goes on during those times, you know, with them learning all of these stream components, they'll be absorbing all of the information as well. So it was just easy. But our main, our main mission all across is to add value to people's lives by providing excellent pastries, um, outstanding service, and high-quality products to every person, every day, everywhere. Now, let's uh, go, go back to that January 28th, 2017. First off, how did... Was it something that your parents planned for a while? Because I assume it wasn't cheap to buy a storefront. No, it was not cheap. <laughs> um, my <laughs> my mom's over here shaking her head. No, <laughs> but it. I would definitely say that my mom. You know, she took a big sacrifice, and because she wanted my dream to come true. You know, parents will do anything to make sure that their kids live a full life and accomplish their dreams you know, reach their goals, and just live a happy life. So she, you know, I was a little kid, and I had a big dream. She knew I loved to bake. It was something that I was very dedicated towards being, towards doing. And I told her, I said, you always told me that I can do anything as long as I work hard and never give up. And she was like, right. And she knows she always told me that. So here I am now, owning my own business, working hard and not giving up. All right. So, Let's go teleport to January 28, 2017, the first day that you had the shop. Did you get a lot of business? Definitely, I did. I had lots of customers. My mom had all of her friends from my um from my elementary school, Belmore Elementary. She had all of her friends come out, all the teachers. And then um, a lot of my family members in Jacksonville and some of my family members out of town came. And then a lot of my friends came and just supported me. So it was definitely a lot of people there. I had lots, lots, lots of customers that very first day. And ever since then, you know, you just kept growing. Lots of opportunities came. Lots of culinary classes, one-on-one classes, birthday parties. It was even the time we were doing sleepovers. It was just a lot of things that were going on in that shop and it was a lot of things that really had an opening eye for me what gave me an opening eye or opened my eye to different things <laughs> but it was definitely a wonderful experience 
and you know to this day i do a lot of i do some of the same things just now a lot of things are virtual now after that massively successful first day did sales kind of start to uh drop and then just plateau no actually they were increasing because lots of people were posting me supporting me you know all of my family friends all of those um, people who would support me would continue to post about my business, share my business. And, you know, me um, being a walking billboard, marketing myself, I will always, or and promoting myself, I will always continue to post on my social media about what I'm doing, what I'm selling. And, you know, we would just find different ways to make new products and figure out what products would be best. You know, right now, my number one selling product is my Extreme Baking Boxes. So, we're going to come up with a stream bo focus box, which is like 100% all stream, no baking, just all stream for Christmas. We're coming out with a stream box. And so I'm really excited for that. But lots of my family members and friends would continue to share my products and stuff and like what I'm doing with other people, which would bring other audiences to my table and to my business and my goal and my mission. So then lots of TV shows were coming in, interviews were coming in. Um, lives were coming in, people just with big platforms were coming in and trying to support me. And I took all the support, as much as much support as possible. And so sales definitely were going up. I remember, especially after that Steve Harvey, lots of sales were coming up. And it was even, it was even a lot because at that time, at that time, we never really thought that it would go that big. And we actually weren't prepared for that one. But ever since that time, then we kind of prepared ourselves. So now we have a whole entire um, routine that we do. So now it's like a lot smoother, a lot, lot, lot smoother. But, you know, everything was just increasing from then. All right, Simone. So let's go into a little uh, more of a general phrase of the interview. If I gave you a, a kitchen right now and you could bake anything, what would you bake? I would definitely bake my sticker brownies, hands down. Nothing else but my sticker brownies because my sticker brownies are so good and they are super delicious. They just melt in your mouth. The chocolate is super good. It's just everything about my sticker brownies I just love so much. And that just, you know, it reminds me every single time. Like, sticker brownies is one of my main favorites because that was the first time that I actually experienced, you know, just like a glorifying moment while I was getting big. <laughs> Because that was, um, I actually went on the Steve Harvey show to make my sticker brownies. You know, from then everybody just was talking about my sticker brownies. We even, we, I think I filmed two reactions of people eating my sticker brownies, and it was super funny, super hilarious. But my sticker brownies was definitely my favorite. What would you say is the most complex or difficult thing you've had to cook so far? Most complex. Um, that's what I'm actually working on right now. It would be macarons because <laughs> I'm trying to make macarons right now. It's kind of, kind of difficult, but I keep practicing on it. Actually kind of funny. I had Michael Platt. Do you know him? Michael Platt? Yes. I am actually filming a show with Michael Platt. Actually. Oh, wow. So we, we, we are we are both bakers, so we're we we did actually, yeah, on the show we did bake together. It was really fun. I can't wait to you guys to get to see it. 
Um, but why I bring him up is I had him on the show, what, four weeks ago and asked him this exact same questions. And like you said, he's a baker. And I asked him, what's the most complex thing you've had to make? And guess what he said? Macaroons. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're both bakers. And, you know, we basically, um, you know, learn from our other, our other, um, I think from, I think he actually learned how to bake from either his mom or his grandma, one of, one of the other. Um, and then, you know, I learned to bake from my grandma as well. So back then, nobody really knew about macaroons. That's like a new thing that just came up. So now it's just like, oh, wow, now who's going to teach us how to make these? <laughs> now we have to learn from ourselves. So we actually have to practice like a lot, a lot, a lot. Is it like a, a universal thing, regardless of age, that macaroons are difficult to make? Yes, especially if you're, you are American. Like, if you're American, it it can be a little bit different because, you know, macaroons is a French cookie. So if you're not French, you don't really know, you don't really know how to, how to make French cookies. I don't know how to explain it because I'm not French. So I don't really know exactly what I'm missing because I'm not French. But, you know, after keep on looking it up, practicing, research. You just get better. You keep practicing. That's just with anything. When you make anything, pies, cobblers, when you're first learning how to make something, you just keep practicing, keep practicing, keep practicing. Eventually, we'll get better at it. What have been the biggest roadblocks in the Goddess Food Factory journey? I would definitely say that age would have to be one. Um, my age have stopped me from being a part of lots of different classes that I've wanted to be a part of, you know, to just increase my knowledge and my entrepreneurship skills and my culinary skills. So my age have definitely stopped me from being a part of lots of different things. But, you know, it's okay because God is just waiting for the right moment. <laughs> God has a plan for me. Uh, you have different, I guess, jobs, characterizations in your Instagram bio, like STEM, speaker, author, which of those are the most important to you? Definitely being a baker. Baker would have to be the most important title that I have because that's where everything started. Everything started with baking. Baking um, encouraged me to, you know, just be on this journey that I am on now. So it would definitely have to be baker. All right. So, Simone, uh, baking is a pretty rare hobby these days especially in kids so what's your motivation to keep going to keep going besides the people continuously telling me about how much of an inspiration i am my mom my dad and my granny continually to support me and then of course my mentors continue to support me and then me seeing how much of a big change that i'm making in the world or in my country would definitely be a big inspiration for me. Uh, you talked about your parents. So how important are your parents and family in you becoming the person you are today? My parents are very important. You know, a lot of my mom, with her being an entrepreneur, she encouraged me to start my own business. So she played a very important role in my life. And then my dad, him being a chef, he basically encouraged me to start baking between him and my grandma. 
the two main chefs in my family, they encouraged me to start baking and, you know, to stay inside the chef field. So they definitely played an important part of my life. So both of them together, or all of them together, definitely continue to inspire me and encourage me a lot. So, uh, Simone, out of all the customers and people that you talk to every day, has anyone ever doubted you uh, or not bought or, or something because of your age? No, nobody have doubted me because it's a lot of times where they have seen my work, especially if you have an example. I can see if you were just talking about it, but you didn't have any proof to back it up. But me, I have my social media to show everything that I'm doing and the difference that I'm making and all the sweets that I've been baking. So it's a, and, and my YouTube to show me, show them that I am the one who is baking the actual sweets. And I'll show them that this is how the final product looks. And once they taste it, they're like, oh, wow. So if it looks appetizing, appetizing, if it sounds appetizing, and then it definitely it tastes appetizing, lots of people are going to continue to support me and believe in me. So that that definitely wasn't a problem. The only thing that I would say as far as age goes, and it would just have to be the fact that I wasn't able to attend lots of different events and classes because of my age that that that's that's it though not really the sweets part because they wouldn't underestimate that i had the proof to back that up <laughs> all right so simone um you talked about your mentors a bit who are some of your inspirations or idols in terms of baking inspiration i would definitely have to say chef kina she's one of my mentors she's wonderful she was actually on hell's kitchen and she is just amazing. She's always baking just how I want to do. She gets like plenty of orders and she, every single one of her cakes and pies and cupcakes and whatever she's making, it just looks so delicious and sounds delicious and tastes delicious. I've tasted some of her sweets. They taste delicious. And so I would definitely have to say that she's one of my favorite chefs out there. And she's always supporting me in my business, always sharing my stuff and helping me all the time. So Chef Kina, shout out to her. She's amazing. And then another uh, another chef that I definitely look at a lot of the times and look up to is Chef Bernard. He is the president of the Nationals Black Chefs Association. And I'm actually the June, I believe it's junior, junior national or national junior president <laughs> of the National Black Chefs Association and he made me that like a uh, a couple of months ago so I was really honored to be a part of that as well and he's just really cool really amazing and you know I look up to him a lot and his son Chef Chavez. So Simone um, if you only had a couple words to describe who you are maybe like a tagline what would you put there? I would say the the stream chef who gives back. That's what I would say. Because I'm a very giving person. I love to give back to my um, community, which is what I do my, um, that's, that's why I created my extreme, <laughs> that's why I created my nonprofit organization, Simone Bridges Inspire Speak, so that I could be able to give back to my community because they have supported me a lot 
And that's actually where 10% of my profit from God's Food Factory goes to my nonprofit so I can continue to do more things and give back to the community. But I would definitely say the stream chef that gives back. So that's why I put the give back part in there. And then I say the stream chef because I'm all about stream education. I love science, love technology, reading, engineering, arts, and mathematics. I love teaching kids about it. I love learning about it and infusing it with baking and cooking. So the stream chef who gives back would definitely be my hashtag, my title. Oh, that's really cool. So the chef who um, is utilizing and sharing all these different techniques who's giving back I, I love that in 30 years you'll be what 45 where do you see yourself well 45 i hope i would see myself living a good life with a good family some kids you know just teaching them how to bake hanging out with my family having a couple of different bakeries in a couple of different places not having to work my butt off every day have other people working for me and you know me just living a good 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 life continuing to inspire people every day so you're still gonna be a baker but more of like a management type role yes yes more of a management type role so that i could live a good life and spend time with my family as well and you know continue to be with my mom and my dad a lot because they will of course be older than by then too and so i would want to spend a lot of time with them as much as possible now simone for all the aspiring young chefs out there do you have some advice for them to help uh inspire them or to just make their journey to being a chef entrepreneur easier? Yes, I would definitely say to dream the impossible dream and never give up. So continue to tell yourself that you can do anything, you can accomplish any goal, you can be anybody you want to be. Be yourself and be it 10 times better than what you think you may be. You know, just live your life to the fullest and never give up on yourself. Continue to ask for help if you have to. Use your resources and just learn, learn, learn and dream the impossible dream and never give up, basically. So just dream, keep learning and never give up. Yeah, it's dream the impossible dream and never give up. Dream the I impossible dream. <laughs> I love that, Simone. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. And you can follow me on all social medias at GoddessFoodJacks at G-O-D-D-E-S-S-F-O-O-D-J-A-X. And you can visit my website to purchase any of my products. My website is www.goddessfoodfactory.com. My email is info at goddessfoodfactory.com. And my nonprofit my nonprofit website is www.simonebridgesinspires.org. And my social media for my nonprofit is SB Inspires. That was 15 year old chef Simone Bridges. You can find out more about Simone on her Instagram page, Goddess Food Jacks, or her website, Goddess Food Factory. This is Benjamin Wong. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week. Kid CEO is produced by me, Benjamin Wong, and edited by Talia Rahman. You can find out more about Kid CEO on our Instagram, Kid CEO Podcast, or website, KidCEOPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.
Thank you.